Okay, Magic Makers, I have never been this excited for an episode of Find Your Magic because today I have my literal best friend in the universe, Desi Domo, joining me on the pod today. I almost don't even want to do too much of an introduction because the conversation is going to speak for itself, but we just had... We just had the best conversation indicative of why we're best friends. We have belly laughs. We end up crying at one point, multiple points, actually, frankly. Well, first of all, let me tell you a little bit about why I invited Desi on the podcast today, because we are in full Valentine's season. You know, we're a week out from Valentine's Day and There is so much chatter about relationships around this time and romantic relationships specifically. And while romantic relationships are all fine and good, and they can be extremely beneficial to our mental health, um, there's actually a study that says that the greatest indicator of our happiness is the depth of our connections with our female friends. I a hundred percent agree with that assessment. I mean, it's also just science, but my relationship with Desi has spanned over a decade. We know each other more deeply than any other human being on the planet, even more deeply than my own family, because I feel more comfortable sharing the deepest, darkest parts of myself with her because I know she's always going to show up with love. I know she's going to show up without judgment. And in this episode, I really wanted to celebrate female friendship ahead of a holiday and a time where so much focus and energy and resources are poured into romance or lack of romance. And instead, invite you to join me in celebrating the beautiful relationships that we have with our friends and also talking about how to cultivate deeper friendships with the friends we already have. And also we talk about how to make new friends because we both really have dove deep into that subject. Me particularly right now, as I find myself in a new city, trying to make new friends and figure out how I freaking do that as a 35 year old woman, Um, who doesn't have kids or a partner on whom to uh, find community built in. I feel like a lot of my friends who I grew up around, they either have kids and they meet other parents and that's how they make friends, or they're in a partnership, a romantic partnership, and they make friends through their partner or they make friends and do things in couples. It is a tricky spot to find yourself in um, as a single person in a new city, hoping to make genuine connections with new friends. And we really dive deep into not just that topic, but we came up with some really great ideas. Like we might actually be onto something here. If you are like us and you want to just kick back for the next hour or so and be a fly on the wall for our conversation, laugh with us, cry with us. We invite you into our friend circle. 
I'm so, so freaking grateful for Desi. She's just the most incredible human. A little bit about her and there's more at the end of this episode, but she is also a really talented tarot card reader. You can find her stuff at Starkeology Tarot, like archaeologist of the stars, Starkeology. She also is an incredibly talented comedian and actress, and you can see a lot of her stuff on desidomo.com and also on her Instagram at desidomo, D-E-S-I-D-O-M-O. And with that, oh my God, please welcome to the podcast, my bestest of the bestest, best friends ever in the whole world, Desi Domo. All right, guys, I already have my best friend in the entire universe here with me and I'm about to look at that ASMR moment, open (laughs) this gluten-free hard cider and welcome Desi Domo. To find your magic, the most magical human of all of the humans. Uh, <laughs> King for me. Wait, is that Phantom of the Opera? That was that was Little Mermaid plus Phantom of the Opera, which actually would be a great mashup. Can you imagine? Oh my god, that's a great. Would you rather Ursula versus Phantom? voice Such... stealer slash like trauma bond moment yes <laughs> why don't we have mashup movies like we do mashups for songs yes. but like a mashup okay so i know this is a movie plus uh, it's actually a musical but like yeah, yeah. no but you're right you're on mashup of that like that could be something that could be something. Could be, be sitting something. on. It could be. It could be. It would be something. <laughs> something. It would be something. I don't know if it'd be good. Don't know if it'd be bad. But it would be something. But it would be something. Something. <laughs> yeah. Um. I do feel like those work together perfectly. Absolutely. Um, Little Mermaid phantom yeah what does she say doesn't she say sing and like the little shell starts glowing oh she goes keep singing yeah that's it she says like give no i'm just making this up i was i was about to say so confidently she says give me your voice i don't know if she (laughs) says that i just don't think she says that i I think that's the general plot of the movie But I don't think at, I any know. Point, at any point in the entire movie of The Little Mermaid does Ursula, in fact, say. She spells it out. Voice. She spells it out. Please give me your voice. Um, that's all she also is. definitely does not say please. Yeah, I added the please. I, I got even more wrong when I quoted myself. I don't know how that happened. Gosh, anyway, thank you for this warm welcome. (laughs) And hello to everyone joining us at this moment when you're joining us. (laughs) I'm very happy to be here. I'm so thrilled you're here. And I actually feel like that was the perfect way to start this because we are talking (laughs) about the importance of female friendship or let's say same gender friendship because I actually have thoughts on male friendships with other men also, but obviously Mm -hmm. we're going to concentrate on 
female friendships today because we identify as female and we also Mm -hmm. identify as best friends. (laughs) And I, I really, you know, when you're listening to something, you're listening to a conversation or you're listening to a song and you can tell the energy behind the person speaking or singing, and you can tell that they're smiling or you can tell that they're shut down or they're protected or guarded or whatever you, all you one would have to do is listen to the last five minutes or however long we've been talking to immediately know (laughs) that we can fully be our authentic selves with each other. And like, it's free and it's positive and it's not always that way. Sometimes we're sobbing, like, (laughs) but it's free sobbing. It's It's sobbing freely. And fully ourselves. That's right. It's authentic fucking sobbing. sobbing. (laughs) It's usually followed by bouts of laughter because because we, I don't know. I feel like I can think of many instances where we've been sobbing and then laughing, being like, aren't my patterns so funny? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we definitely have. It's like, what's the saying? It's like, it's a fine line between tragedy and comedy is that a lot it is, is that, now is that, is that a thing it is this it's is a great the great philosopher desiree domo <laughs> it's a fine line between comedy and tragedy it is, though it really really is i i actually think yeah. that that's very poetic because i find it um i think that the most deepest connections are the mm-hmm. ones where you can be on both ends of that spectrum. And yes. I, I don't even know if it is a spectrum. It's almost like a circle. I was just going like, to say it's a circle. Oh, God, I don't see, even know why I was about to say that. So I just was like, aligned. it's a circle. <laughs> Our brains I actually, just, yeah, I actually haven't even thought it through. I just was like, gut response. It's a circle. It's not a It line. really is. It really is. Oh, maybe it's because if things are on either end of the spectrum, it can't be, it, it's a long way yeah. to go from one to the, to the other. Whereas if it's a circle, it's like flows into the other. Yeah. End. It just like, it's like here. Well, no one can see this. This is not a visual, <laughs> this is not a visual medium. Okay. We'll describe this. If you're looking at a spectrum, traditionally, it's like point A on one side of the spectrum and point Z, right? And they're completely far apart from each Mm -hmm. other. And it's a line that connects the two. And if you fall somewhere along that line, you're somewhere on the spectrum, you're closer to A or you're closer to Z. But with a circle, those two points, A and Z are connected and it begins again, right? So if you're thinking of the highest high joyful laughter super authentic tapped in self and then the other maybe like the the other flip side of that circle could be the crying but either way it's like heightened emotion yes yes yeah that was really well explained Um, thank you no I, i i'm yeah i was just like as you were speaking i was like she's really doing well with this like she's really explaining this well like using the alphabet was a good choice thanks Um, because i i can really see that now it's like well i'll tell you what it what it how i visualized it in my brain was spectrum alphabet a to z circle color wheel yes i was thinking of a color wheel too 
Damn. We're so great. (laughs) What's crazy though is I'm not even saying any of this. You're just continuing (laughs) to list things. And then I'm just like, that was there for me. And I I didn't even mention it, but it was. I swear to uh, someone that it was. To swear to To all the universe. (laughs) Um, To the universe. To the universe. I swear to the universe. That actually sounds like something we would say. Yeah. Oh my God. I swear to the universe. I swear to the universe. Like swear to the universe. That will be something that will be something, um, that will be, that's like where I swear to God is headed. Mm -hmm. I swear Mm -hmm. to the universe. That's right. That's right. Okay. I swear to source energy. So you know how, when someone is in business for a while and you ask them like, what's the one thing you wish you had done sooner? My answer is I wish I had migrated all of the different platforms that I was using to Kajabi way sooner than I did. I dragged my feet because I was nervous. Technology was intimidating to me. I was totally on my own. I didn't have a team. And when I finally pulled the trigger and signed up for Kajabi, you guys, it was like night and freaking day. They have the best customer service that I've ever experienced. They have a incredible like video library and knowledge base. So any question you have, there's like little videos that show you exactly how to do things. And if you can't figure it out from the videos, you can chat with a customer support rep right there in real time. I'm telling you, like, it's not just for online course programs. When you hear Kajabi, you probably are thinking of their online courses or hosting an online course but it is so much more than that. I have all of my templates on there. It handles all of my payments for me. It like whenever somebody buys something, it just goes right into my bank account. I handle all my emails from there, all of my marketing funnels, opt-ins, landing pages, you name it. I do it on Kajabi. They're offering a free 30 day trial to find your magic listeners right now. To check that out and read more about the platform, go to kelseyformost.com slash Kajabi. That's kelseyformost.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I. So female friendships. Yeah. <laughs> I We decided we wanted to kick off this conversation. So we're having this conversation because we're right on the cusp of Valentine's Day and I have a complicated history with Valentine's day. I've always wanted to love it, but I've had unfortunately kind of negative experiences and, and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, disappointing. Yeah. But like, like they've shaped the way that I thought about a holiday that I used to like jaded you. Yeah. Yeah. Jaded's a good word. And it got me thinking like, there's so much there's just so much messaging around Mm -hmm. Valentine's day that we get inundated with, Mm -hmm. especially with marketing and especially with social media and being online. And I think it can feel like your life is incomplete at this time. If you don't have a romantic partner and in my sort of, we'll call it rage research. (laughs) 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 I'm just like, 
this is unfair that this is a thing that women have to deal with. And I'm mad. I'm so mad about it that I'm going to research the hell out of it and prove that it's wrong. (laughs) Wow. Happens to me a lot, but I do that too. Right. Yeah. Global warming, rage research, rage research, female orgasms, rage research. Love a good rage research moment. You learn a lot. Very motivating. Yeah. The anger is like fuel. Yes. Yes. So I had a Valentine's Day fueled rage research. And in that research, I discovered this amazing statistic, which I shared with you about a scientific study that was done that showed that a greater predictor of someone saying that they feel happy and fulfilled in their life is if they have strong female friendships, their romantic partnership, whether or not they're married, whether or not they're partnered, engaged, whatever is actually way, way lower on the totem pole than deep female bonds, which just absolutely a like blew my mind, but also made complete fucking sense to me. Oh my God. Yeah. It was validating to me to hear you share this because I have always felt like in my life from a young age, I'm like, I've needed female friendships and I've always prioritized female friendships over relationships to the point that like in middle school and high school, when my friends started like dating and things, I would get really easily like hurt Mm-hmm. Like, like abandoned, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'd just be like, okay, because <laughs> to me, you know, it was like, ah, that's just boys. Like, <laughs> I know they're not nearly as fun. No, but, but I think that you brought something up just now that I don't want to gloss oh, over. Man. Of like, you actively invested in oh. female friendships. Yeah. It's like you intuitively knew at that young age that that was going to be something that was more fulfilling to you than like somebody passing you a note that said, do you like me circle? Yes, no, maybe. A hundred percent. And I feel like it was, it's, it's not even, I don't even think it was a conscious choice. Like, Oh, I'm going to like consciously invest in this. It was like when something is true and you just, it resonates in your gut and you're like, this is, this is, of course, this is like why I'm investing in it. This is, this is the most important thing. Like I've always felt from a very young age that my female friendships is the most important thing. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Like romantic partnership is absolutely a hugely important part of life and should be celebrated. Like I'm not saying down with Valentine's day, screw the patriarch. I mean, I am kind of saying screw the patriarch, like just a sous-son of screw (laughs) the patriarchy. But, um, but the point we're trying to make here is that the science is that it's a greater indicator of happiness. If you have strong female friendships and to encourage those of you who like me maybe don't have a romantic partner right now or are dating or feel, um, have complicated feelings around a partnership, whatever that might be, that doesn't mean that you are, um, a, a failure, which just sounds so dramatic, Mm -hmm. but like, I feel like that's what society tells us. Yes. It has to be said because that is what society tells us. That is what culturally, um, we receive from so many different places. So 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it sounds dramatic, but, but that's because the messaging is that dramatic. Yeah. God, why do you think that is? That's is it a like a question. biology survival thing? Is it like rooted in, in procreating? What is it? The thing about culture. Yeah. Culture. Why culture telling you you're that? a failure if you're oh. not, if you don't get married and, and like have the, a partner. I feel like there is, a, there is maybe a biological, there's something biologically there that is receptive to that. But I think that mm. there is definitely a capitalizing on that feature that happens. Like, I, I don't think, like, I think the reason why society and culture goes for that jugular is because, um, it's an easy target. <laughs> it's an easy target. And like anything like that's, that's leverage to, I mean, this is so cynical, but I'll say it to, to yeah. selling something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, You're think right. about how many ways that kind of perfect love is um, fed to us, whether it's um, in perfect in air and, quotes, by the yeah, way, guys, <laughs> yeah, I put that in quotes. <laughs> that does. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Not real. Um, <laughs> but like it is fed to us in so many different ways, whether it's, you know, movies, all the, the things that we consume, mm. um, or like products about like making ourselves more appealing to oh that God. potential like love there's so there's so many things there's so many ways to profit mm -hmm. on that P perhaps like insecurity. biological yeah 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 and even if you're in a partnership that gets capitalized on oh totally i would i'm so okay quick asterisk i i was just about to say i would love to talk to a man about this like do they experience the same thing of feeling sold to, to make themselves more attractive to a partner. My, my initial reaction is no, they don't get that, but I don't know. I'm not a man. I have not experienced that. Um, and next week's podcast, actually on Valentine's day, I'm speaking with a male relationship expert. So very curious to see what he has to say about this. I'm going to write this down, but I feel like it's unique to women being told that we have to make ourselves attractive. We have mm -hmm. to be, we have to put ourselves, I don't, we have to present ourselves in such a way that people want us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Versus going after something that we want. Yeah. Like it's, it's a subtle language shift, but a huge energy shift. And I think that female friendships the most beautiful ones live in that bonding space of not having to make ourselves attractive. Yeah. Which really is like, it's, it's wearing a mask. It's like it, that, that space of having to make ourselves attractive is like living in this space of like trying to be something that you're not, mm -hmm. not that we're like, none of us are attractive. Oh yeah. That's no, not what I'm saying. <laughs> we're both but... two troll ogre people. <laughs> But just like living in a space of just like, I need to be something else mm -hmm. is a space of like saying, I have to be not what I am. So label it any way you want to label yeah. it. There's an acceptance that happens or should be happening in a healthy, you know, friendship, female friendship, mm -hmm. where um, that kind of like 
chase isn't part of it. It's not, um, it's like two people meeting each other in the field, you know, Mm -hmm. on even ground. Um, Yeah. And finding, finding literal common ground. Yeah, totally. I do think like men don't have it the same way that women do, but I do think that men definitely probably experience definitely probably you see how quickly i went from a complete certainty to <laughs> definitely probably maybe there's a small chance um, of of being influenced by like that air quotes perfect love mm. and the um i don't know expectation like i think men build expectation around that the sure. same way that women build expectation around that but it probably is it's different probably so in my rage research okay yes i did learn also that and i forget the name of the the actual researcher um i'll try to go back and find this so that i can cite it properly but they did say that men report having fewer close friendships than Mm -hmm. women do which is really fascinating to me, especially considering that close same gender friendships are such a huge indicator of mental health. And I think a lot of it is just being able to freaking talk to someone about what's going on at any given point. And it doesn't just have to be like the big, deep stuff. I would love your take on this cookie. By the way, we call each other cookie. Oh yeah. (laughs) FYI. Since college. Um, But I really, I would love your take on this. Speaking of female friendships, as a people pleaser, a recovering people pleaser, Mm -hmm. have had to realize that certain friendships are for certain things Mm -hmm. and that not every friendship can be this one. Like not every friendship can be that super deep, connected, authentic, belly laugh, belly sob level belly sob sob. new term you heard it here first but like you sometimes have to protect your energy from draining friendships and like how to tell the difference like yeah and even like I mean draining friendships I think is like the other side of the spectrum um from like a fully fulfilling like I I'm good for everything kind of Mm -hmm. friend but then there's like this whole area in between where it's like this is a great friend for this. And it's not yeah. even like they're necessarily draining in any way. It's just like, I yeah, like can this do this is my with work. you, but I can't do this with you. <laughs> yeah. And ooh, that's an interesting idea talking about, because we talk about setting boundaries with maybe within our family dynamics or with romantic partners. But actually I don't hear talk about setting boundaries with friends very often. And I actually think that's a really valuable conversation, even if you just know so it too. internally for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's so, that's so interesting. I don't, I'm like trying to think now. It doesn't seem to be as emphasized when people talk about, I feel like lately the most talk I hear about boundaries is, is in romantic relationships. I'm sure attachment styles translates too. That's a really good point. I think it does. But the book, even the book I just read about attachment styles doesn't 
doesn't talk doesn't really address at friendship. all about friendships. I'm just realizing all the examples in that mm-hmm. book are about romantic relationships. I think it's because the idea is like, you know, very That's Freudian. The, like, yeah, the point like of the, the book, yeah. Our romantic relationship is like, yeah, the the relationship we are trying to recreate that we had with our parents or mm. whatever. But um, yeah, but I guess friendship. that's a genuine question for me. Is friendship that too? Or does friendship somehow, is that well, what makes friendship special? <laughs> that it's no, not that? Well, so I have a couple thoughts. I have some Tell thoughts. Tell me. Is this from Rage Research? <laughs> Rage Research? <laughs> no, this is just my brain. Oh, so- good. <laughs> dream about people coming to your website and telling you, I cannot wait to work with you. I've been looking for this forever. I feel like I already know you. Can I please pay you to help me? Or maybe you just want to feel more confident when you sit down to write something for your business, knowing your words aren't just evaporating into the ether of the internet, but instead are connecting with your ideal customers. Look, after years as a freelance copywriter, I can very confidently tell you that no matter what business you're in, great copy turns words on the page into dollars in the bank, just like magic, which is why I want to make sure you know that my signature course copy class is currently open for enrollment. Now, here's the thing. You can hire a professional copywriter. But honestly, that could cost you thousands and it just doesn't make sense to hire someone every freaking time you need to write something for your business, which is why I specifically designed copy class for non-writers, entrepreneurs who want to learn to write their own high converting copy without breaking the bank or spending hours staring at the blinking cursor of death. Copy class covers everything you need to know from the psychology behind why certain writing works to honing in on your actual ideal customer, AKA people who are truly going to give you their monies to how to write a website that converts start to finish. And finally, how to send emails that convert and sell. So if you want to learn more about copy class, see what's inside and hear from past students, head to kelseyformost.com slash copy class. That's kelseyformost.com slash C-O-P-Y-C-L-A-S-S. So I'm thinking back <sighs> to a friend breakup that I had that mm. you were privy to mm-hmm. and feeling like it was a divorce. Oh yeah. And like I had, I had to do some serious fucking grieving for that friendship and have since like done a lot of healing and, um, am on good terms with this person, but it's not going to be the same. And in thinking about that, that particular instance, I think while friendship isn't exactly the same as far as how attachment styles manifest or how trauma bonds manifest or whatever, it still can be a tool. Like friendships can be a tool for understanding how we operate in other areas of our lives. And also the best friendships 
can be incredibly healing for those deep wounds. Yes, I think you are completely right. As you were talking, I was I was able to actually think of examples, similar examples in my own life. I went from being like, I don't know if friendships are within are you know, like these, for example, attachment theory can apply to friendships. But then as you were talking, I'm like, wait, yes, it definitely does, I think, because I think that's like what unhealthy friendships can be like mm-hmm. it could be a pairing between a an avoidant person and an anxious person like mm-hmm. i i know i have experienced that before as an as the anxious part of that <laughs> um, <laughs> of that pairing mm-hmm. um and also as someone who has experienced friend breakups mm-hmm. one that you were privy to as well mm-hmm. i agree it's it for me it was traumatizing it deserves the same level of respect as an as a divorce yeah it really it really does and yet funny it doesn't get that kind of attention at all because we have that romantic love relationship on the pedestal and that's so right the friendships not that that's crazy so, that's so correct wow <laughs> so both okay okay so here's here's our what is that hilarious meme it's i think it's from always sunny where he has like the red threads connecting all the different things and his eyes oh. are like bloodshot and he's trying to <laughs> yeah. like, that's how i feel where i'm like okay so it is true that Female friendships and our close female friendships are the greatest indicator of our happiness and our mental health. It is also true that society tells us that the greatest indicator of our mental health is our romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Those two things do not match in reality. The science mm-hmm. says female friendships, society says romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. So how do we give the all of the resources that we talk about with keeping the spark alive and um, yeah. investing in date night and um, staying attractive to our partners and making sure we love ourselves so that we can love each other better. How do we take all of those tools we're sold for romantic partnerships and translate them to invest in our female friendships? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I want to piggyback on that and say, how many of those things do we need to transfer over that are good? And how many things do we throw out the window into the garbage? Say more. Love this. I feel like you're on the precipice of a breakthrough. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I wish I had a bullet point list of all the things that you just listed out, you know, in the romantic relationship realm. But one of the things you said was like, how do I keep the spark alive? Mm. And that struck me as just being like, no, you don't, <laughs> we don't have to keep the spark alive in a friendship because I think that's, that's what makes a friendship special is that so true. there is like just implicit, like, it, I mean, at least in a good friendship, a mm-hmm. healthy friendship of like, this person, this friendship, this relationship is my default. I don't have to be putting effort into continually proving myself to like get this person's love and affection. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Um, uh, yeah. So it's like that. I'm like, take that out, put it in the in the garbage. <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking about throwing things through the window. Great. Into the garbage. Love it. Uh, Big stinking pile of garbage. <laughs> but then there was some other things you mentioned that I was like, yes, like. I think the final thing you said was, um, wow, isn't this crazy? You said this two minutes ago. And I was like, very difficult was to remember what someone else said. I know I said date night. I know I said self-love. You said, yeah, I think it had something to do with like self-love and self-growth. Like something you mm-hmm. said at the end was like, like, how can I continue to like be a better person? for mm-hmm. like the, it was something love about ourselves like so we can love each other better yes that that was it i think that is a great thing to be conscious of and applying towards a friendship the way that mm-hmm. we apply that to a romantic relationship yeah um i will say one thing i'm so incredibly particularly grateful for in our friendship is I feel like there is a complete and utter lack of judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is to me, the greatest indicator of our closeness. Same. Like just the fact that I, I think being also a recovering people pleaser, I am so, it actually embarrasses me sometimes how afraid I am to like say things to other people like mm-hmm. the mo it could just be like the, it could be like a fact about myself and I'm just like oh I can't share this like I don't know mm-hmm. how this person will react or like if this person will reject me mm-hmm. and I think that I don't I really just don't experience that with you yeah um, I love you is- even though cilantro is not your favorite <laughs> Cilantro is grown on on you, which is really weird because I feel like either it tastes like soap or it doesn't. I'm like, why does it? Does this mean I'm starting to like the taste of soap? I don't really know. But um, I love you very much. I love you very much. I love you very much. I was like, what can I say that's a really good example of what she's saying without actually outing anything that she wouldn't want outed? we all have those we all have those it's so true though I think um god if I could learn that lesson removing judgment from other areas of life I would be a much more enlightened and happy person and I feel like this is such a safe space our close female friendships I think if anybody listening really digs deep and thinks about it if you have a true deep connection female friendship I I would bet a lot of moolah that there's a lack of judgment there that you feel yeah. safe sharing things that don't feel safe in other yeah. places yeah and also even just like I think there is something like about how we see good female friendships portrayed sometimes there is some merit in in some of those like TV show movie friendships when they are in this one feature, which is like outpouring of support sometimes if it's genuine, mm. if it's like, I'm sharing something with you. And then like, there's that female friend who's like, 
think that that is if that's like genuine if it's not like i'm just this is for show and then i'm gonna turn around and you know i don't know yeah say something horrible about you behind your back you know like well no you you raise a good point and that makes me i mean next domino that falls the way that female friendship is depicted i think can actually be quite toxic oh my god yeah wow yes totally and inaccurate like I think of, I don't know why, but I just thought of the movie Mean Girls when you were Yeah, talking. I was, that's exactly what I was thinking about when I, when I was surprise, surprise. that example. <laughs> Sing for me. The thing that is though, I think Mean Girls, I think there is a lot of truth in Mean Girls, but it's, it's, it's a small, it's a small sliver of like the populate of like what all female friendship is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also because- a different time of life. I feel like, totally. I feel like, um, adult female friendships. Yeah. Adult female friendships are very different from like school yes. time. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there can be leftover wounds from school time friendships and oh, that can prevent yes. us from having the kind of deep fulfilling female friendships as adults because we're scared to be hurt again yeah definitely I had a pretty um as you know um toxic female friendship in middle school and it shaped me a lot but what's really interesting and I think this is this this is due to my anxious attachment style and um you know, all the other ingredients that make me me. It made me, I think, need good female friendships even more afterwards because that like, oh gosh, I don't even know how to explain it. But I think like putting so much of myself into that friendship that was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like I made so many patterns or like I not not patterns, but like I that like set the precedent for how much I care about my female friends. Mm. No, it wasn't like, you know, it was kind of one-sided in many ways. Like that, that quality that I have in female friendships really came or was shaped a lot by mm. that friendship. But mm. then like, it was such a joy getting to like bring all of that that I brought to that friendship and then bring it to like a healthy relationship, a healthy friendship and have you know, and feel appreciated and loved and not like scared and anxious. And like, you know, the mean girls thing of like, did I do the wrong thing? It's like, totally. am I going to, is my best friend going to break up with me today? <laughs> like that totally. kind of like, or turn on me or do or something behind my back. Yeah. yeah. God, I, that's, God, you bring up such a good point. So what I want to say about that is that's so healthy what you did, because what you did was you started paying attention to how you felt valued or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, when I talk about friendship and what makes a good one or a healthy one, um, and how do you know if you are being taken advantage of versus actually having a symbiotic, mutually beneficial, I have your back, you have mine, pay attention to how valued you feel. And okay. Another relationship thing that I think totally translates to friendships, love languages. Yes, totally. You and I are both words of affirmation off the charts are off the charts. And 
we literally will start crying and telling each other how much we love each other. Yeah. Like every time we talk. (laughs) We do. Yeah. Because it's like, it is such a rare and beautiful partnership that we have. Like, and we really do love each other. And so, but we speak each other's love languages. And because of that, I think we feel valued yeah. because we are valued, but it's presented in such a way that really matters deeply. Right. Yeah. So I think oh that God, is a, yeah. is a important, cool thing to maybe think about in your friendships. I think that's so smart. I think you're a hundred percent correct. <laughs> this is something that really translates well to um, love languages is something that translates really well to friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, like I'm racking my brain here trying to think about even just like the literature I've read about like love languages. The well, first thing that pops to mind is like quality time. Like being an introvert is hard for me to make new friends sometimes because that means I have to go hang out with oh, people. Totally. And yeah. sometimes I'm just like, it's not you. I just don't like hanging out. Like I just don't totally. like going to bars. I know. I know. That's such a good example. I know. I was thinking more in terms of though, like the fact that literature on love languages also mm. doesn't address friendship as examples. It's all, it's all romantic relationships. I, You're right. I think usually. You're right. Um, I've seen it with parent child. I've seen family dynamic, but not friendship that I can think of. Yeah, I can't either. Just another example of how we are culturally conditioned to not think about friendship or not prioritize and value and put this much focus and attention Mm -hmm. on maintaining friendships. I also wanted to bring up something, not to change the subject. No, please. when you first told me about this study, am I remembering correctly that you also told me about uh, two best friends who went to therapy together? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a perfect example too of just like, I have never heard of that before. Like I've never heard of like best friends being like, let's go to a couple's, it's like, it's like a yeah, couple's counselor. Totally. Like, That's such a good example yeah because it's like because they were such good friends and they didn't want to lose the friendship but this really traumatic if I forget what the thing was that happened um but it was one of those things where in quote-unquote normal society they would have just never spoken to each other again and like moved on and just lost the friendship but they valued their friendship enough that they were like no, let's actually go and see if we can work through this with a therapist. Such a cool. I love that. I know. I know. Like that kind, that seems like such a healthy behavior and a helpful tool. Completely. To to best friendship or just not best friendship, but just friendship. Just friendship That we don't think about. Yeah. This also just what something you just said made me think about how friendships often end because I don't know if this is true for yours, but when you had that friend divorce, mm-hmm. I, my, the friend divorce I had was like fizzled out. It like, it mm. wasn't like a thing that was like, we are not going to be friends anymore. Mm. Here, let's sign the divorce papers. 
And I wonder in a way, like that to me is a really blaring difference. Yeah. Well, this is a question. I wonder if most, if that's how friendships end for most women, or if it is this thing like, here's, we are like making this official because I think like sometimes that makes it harder in some ways, like allowing something to just like fizzle out, mm -hmm. not giving like it the closure that it needs if you, if it's time for that friendship That's to a end. Huge thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that is a symptom of like not valuing friendships the way that we value a relationship, totally. a romantic relationship. Totally. Gosh. So to answer your question from my personal yes. experience with that particular friend divorce, it was very abrupt because there was an event that triggered right. the divorce where um, I felt extremely betrayed to the point where I no longer felt safe being vulnerable with that person. Yeah. Um, and conversely, I didn't have a conversation with her at that yeah, time, Yeah, but all contact ceased. It was kind of obvious, right? Yeah. Like that particular instance was so blaring. Like the, the betrayal was very, um, obvious. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. we just sort of stopped speaking. Um, and later we had a really productive conversation years later, we had a really productive conversation where, and again, this like never happens. This is a testament to this other person. Yeah. Um, and I really, really respect her for doing this. She actually took me out to brunch and took ownership of what had happened at the time, apologized and it was incredibly affirming and no, we didn't go back to being close friends by any means, but it did give me a lovely sense of closure and understanding of where she was coming from at the time. I have never heard of that happening for anyone else in their friendships. No, that's really special. Yeah, it was really special. And I think I would love if that was normalized. Yeah. Me too. I think that there's something like, how did that, did that, I mean, apart from just being like, wow, that was like validating and surprising and nice to hear. Mm -hmm. Did it allow you to heal at all? Like further totally. from what happened? Yeah. Totally. Because without divulging the situation itself, it's a little bit difficult to explain, but, um, it really helped me in her taking ownership of yeah. why she acted the way that she acted. It helped me have a lot more compassion for her. Yeah. Even though I had gone through a really difficult time as a result of her behavior, it helped. It, it just really helped me see the human side of it instead of yeah. the act itself. Yes. Oh, that's well said. Because I feel like we've all done shitty things. Oh my God. Yeah. That we're out of character, um, that we feel embarrassed about. And most people brush those things under the rug, ignore them. And like, maybe sometimes try to learn from them, but pretty rarely does that happen. Yeah. So again, so much credit to this person for having the wherewithal and the awareness to even explore having that conversation. 
Definitely. Yeah, that's really, that really is. You make such a good point about what you said about seeing the act versus the person. Mm. Like, I think sometimes when something bad happens, we make the act the person. Like, we define the person by the act. Like, they just become the betrayal instead mm. of being like, what, how, you know, let me understand, like, the human being that did this maybe bad like quote-unquote yeah. bad thing which we right. all do bad things yeah I think yeah and I think there's a line there too right of like someone repeatedly taking advantage of you or, of course or um yeah like we're not saying that abusers for example uh deserve to be heard <laughs> I mean I guess they do but by their therapists you know <laughs> not by not by their victims yeah um but in this, what we're talking about in this particular instance is like one isolated out of character seeming act of betrayal that, that drastically changes your opinion of a person. Yeah. Like, that's why I said we like the bad that we all do, like the yes. things that are like, what are the mistakes that we all are guilty of? Absolutely. We yeah, are and all like human other beings. people misunderstanding, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, misunderstanding in some way you know right right and it's only only the person on only the people who are involved know what's safe for them to continue mm -hmm. like another person maybe would have been able to continue or reform a friendship for me it didn't feel uh aligned to do that but there again with the removal of judgment right? Yeah. Like, I think the more we can see each other as, and I know I'm getting hippie woo, -woo the cider's kicking in, but the more that we can Good. see each other, I know, right? It's about to get lit. The more that we can see each other as these beings of light and of love, we're all just trying to freaking be loved. That's mm. all we're trying to do at any given point the more that we can do that and remove negative judgment the better off we're going to be yeah I, amen it makes me think like if every relationship could have that removal of judgment the way that a really good healthy friendship has like mm -hmm. what miracles could happen like right? societally and culturally <laughs> oh my god oh my god Oh, my universe. Oh, my universe. <laughs> oh, wow. my Great source energy. Call back. <laughs> oh, thanks, Cookie. <laughs> Very so, well done. So one thing that I don't want to leave without talking about, and I don't have answers to this. This is just Great. free flowing vibes. So like, you know, we might not have any answers, but to someone who, okay, so I'll preface this by saying I'm, I just moved to a new city. I only have one acquaintance here. Um, she, we're becoming closer, but I'm having to invest in this friendship, just like dating. Yes. Like I'm having yes. to date her, right. I have to make friend dates and spend yeah. more time and have more common experience. And it's freaking hard to make friends as an adult, make mm -hmm. new friends. So I would love to know, because you're such a good friend, Aww. um, 
how do you think people can go about cultivating new friendships that are deep and or investing in existing friendships to make them deeper? Like what are some things that people can actually do? Big hard question. I think, um, I think for the first question for making new friendships, I think, well, you said this to me earlier. I don't even, I don't think we weren't recording, but I think, I think I know what you're going to say. I think that like figuring out things that you like to do Mm -hmm. and pursuing those things and then seeing who else is there <laughs> like using that is like a basic just first step to like finding someone who shares a common interest is I mean that's kind of, it's like a no-brainer but it's like that's so true I though like I'm not gonna find I'm not gonna find my new best friend at a sports bar you right know I mean? like, yeah. unless she's sitting in the corner miserably eating fries in which case soulmate but yeah <laughs> Totally. <laughs> yeah, but I think like that's a really good point. And I think even I'm just like like now I just keep thinking about friendship, the, the friendship comparison to dating. And I think about like the difference between meeting a romantic partner in a bar or at a party mm-hmm. versus like doing an activity that like you both happen to really like. Because I think mm-hmm. it's a much bigger wild card. <laughs> like yeah. someone in a bar because it's just like okay we both like alcohol. we both were physically <laughs> like, in the same space yeah yeah exactly it's like this is not that's not like really a guarantee of anything that mm-hmm. you share yeah so yeah so I, I think that that's it's being strategic about it in that way can really be it's almost like it cuts out a few steps um yeah it's like stacking the deck. Yeah, totally. So I think that that's really good. I think also the biggest thing, and this is why when people, I hear people say like, it's hard to make friends the older I get. I think it's because the older we get, the less in touch we can become with the children in us, like our inner children, which mm. go hand in hand with like vulnerability. Oh, Cookie, I love this. Keep talking. <laughs> that is okay. not what I thought you were going to say at all. And I'm so, oh, so into what you just said. You're so I, smart. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I like, don't even know what I'm saying. You, <laughs> just like, but you're like, you're like so. channeling. Like, I, oh my God, keep talking. <laughs> I'm so into this. So... I just think like, it's almost like a trope, right? Like as we get older, it's like we shut down more. We build more walls around us because we think like I'm adult now and I need to have my shit together. And it's just everything about adulthood leads us towards being less open and like less vulnerable. And it's impossible to make real deep connections with people without openness and vulnerability. So like, it's so easy. I think the reason why like people often like make some of their most lifelong friends in college is because college is a time where you are like stripped 
bear. It's mm-hmm. like you're for a lot of kids, it's like, wow, I'm an adult. I'm out of the house for the first time. I'm living with people. So I'm in this like weird like setting of like intimacy with like peers that I've never been in before. I'm drinking so i'm like my defenses are down the way i'm like figuring out like how i am with alcohol and like experimenting with so many different aspects of your life yes you're playing you're playing playing. it's like such an intense vulnerability like period in your life yeah that it makes sense that that's when like your doors are wide open Mm. um to like connect you to the people who you know, you connect best with. Yeah. And then it, yeah. yeah. That's so, okay. That just blew my mind because now I'm thinking, okay, all my closest friendships, where were they seated? Right. Oh and- yeah. Seated. Great word for this. <laughs> Thank you. Where were they seated? Where were they seated? And across the board, they're in two categories, college and, or the arts. And in both cases, you have to be vulnerable and you have to play, which is so cool to me. So that makes me think like, okay, here I am in this new city. I want to cultivate new deep friendships. What can I do that isn't just like a, an interest of mine, but that activates that inner child and sense of play? Where can I find that? And that's, I'm going to go away and do some homework because that is really interesting. That's like stacking the deck with aces on top. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like somewhere where, and you are so creative and you are an artist, like, where are you going to go to, to explore that creativity and sense of community beyond like meeting up at a bar? Keep coming back to the bar. (laughs) I know I do too, but I really, I think it really, to me, it really makes sense. Like when I've had a few office jobs and I've like made friends with people in office jobs, I ne- those friendships never like yeah, went they anywhere. Don't, they don't or... stick the same way. No, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. It's like college is college more so than like friends before college. Mm-hmm. Definitely college friends are the ones who know me best. Mm-hmm. Um, the arts, I second that. Mm-hmm. And then the only other area I can think of, and this is really funny, um, is um, <laughs> like a like a healing setting. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Well, that's like vulnerability. Which yes, it is. It's all, and that's also like my that's differences so are stripped down right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the answer is we have to get people in college together to do ayahuasca and a play. And a play. I was going to say that too. <laughs> to do ayahuasca and do a play. <laughs> and put on a play. <laughs> That's exactly right. Ayahuasca the musical coming ayahuasca. to you the fall 2022 starring our new friend group. <laughs> Wow, I would watch that. I would watch the hell out of add, that. Add that to the lineup right after the uh, Little Mermaid fan of the <laughs> opera mashup. We've got ourselves a fascinating night of theater. Oh my God, that's what you call a callback, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> 
the theater kids will get that joke. Oh my God. Cookie, is there anything else that we want to talk about with friendship before we sign off? Um, just probably the usual way I sign off with you, which is I'm so grateful <laughs> for you. This really is like our words of affirmation. Like this we is, you guys, have... we're not performing for the podcast, mind you. <laughs> this is how we actually talk to each other. We have a great conversation like this. Usually, guys, they're not recorded, which is a tragedy. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and then we end the call, the great combo just like this, with an outpouring of our love, you know full appreciation of of the little things that we love about each other (laughs) so true it's so true god i'm so so batshit grateful for you cookie like my life would be so much less full if you weren't in it i mean my life would be horrible (laughs) like i just let's just like face it i would be so i really actually it's scary if i start to think i'm like what would i be i I would have i would have a really hard time i'd be having a really hard time which then makes me even more sad for people who don't have a friendship like this and makes me want everyone to have a friendship like this that's so Um, true and so beautiful gosh that is really scary that's, I mean, don't I don't ever leave me. Don't leave me. Don't <laughs> ever leave me. Oh my god! Did that get a lot louder? It did, but I loved it. <laughs> oh my god! I won't. I won't leave you, Cookie. I, won't I leave love you. you. You're my wife. You're my, you're my wife. <laughs> you're and my someday, life partner. You're my wife and my life. And someday, when I build a house, you will have not only part of it you're not just gonna have a room and there's gonna be like an annex that you will live in mm-hmm. our houses will be connected mm-hmm. it'll basically be two houses connected with a bridge so we're diego rivera and frida without the toxic sex addiction and <laughs> yeah that's exactly have you ever seen their house have you ever no. seen? it's so cool it's one of my it's like my bucket list item to go see frida's house in in uh, mexico city it's literally two full-ass houses yeah, that's with us. two bridges. Okay, yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's exactly. That's so cool. Isn't that I mean, so cool. I mean, like, you yeah, know, I know the Our idea fans. behind right. it, not the relationship itself. Not the relationship, guys. Yeah. We're not talking about that. But what a cool house! <laughs> what a um, cool house! And then you know, like, there's no rules that say you got to stay on in your house or no, I have to stay in my sleepovers house. all the time. Yeah, you could just come over the bridge, hang out there as long as you want. I could go back over the bridge with you. We hang out there for days if we want. I will never sit on your bed in my outside clothes. (laughs) Shout out to anyone listening who also (laughs) suffers from this affliction. (laughs) Can't handle it. Um... Oh, this was just another reason we connect. My my OCD tendencies are very very happy around. <laughs> I open your drawers and I'm like, oh, it's organized by color and size. <laughs> I open the door. Oh, there's such a lot of beautiful minimalist empty space I can breathe. <laughs> oh, it's good.
it is good stuff i love you a lot i love you a lot and thank you for this mm, just uh, a perfect conversation so and for having me i hope I hope this was this was a joy. This was a, this was a joy for me. Screw Good. everybody else. No, I'm kidding. Screw I'm everybody sure else. <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening has had a wonderful time. Also, yeah. um, I also don't want to sign off without saying I know that this is a unique conversation. Usually, the episodes of the podcast have something to do with business, like a, just a sousant of business. Even we didn't talk about business at all. Um, so I uh-huh. do want to call out, can I call out Starkeology? Call it out. Call it out. Call it out. Call it out. <laughs> um, I don't, I keep wanting to refer to you as cookie. cookie? Desi, <laughs> Desi hey. is an extremely talented tarot card reader, everybody. And Thanks, if cook. you want to have the warmest, most encouraging and validating tarot card session ever in the history of life, then you should go to starkeologytarot.com. It's like archaeology and star put together because she's the archaeologist of your stars. (laughs) And um, she's done many readings for me. I've sent multiple people to her. Every single person who has ever gone to her through me has gone back multiple times um, she's super stinking talented. She also has a Patreon. If, uh, you are interested in that there's different levels of her Patreon. I believe that is also on your website. You can find a link there. Yep. Yep. And I have free readings up on YouTube as well. So if you want to see your monthly reading based on your sign, your star sign, go check those out. Oh, cookie. I forgot to tell you. I have now, so you know how you taught me about rising and moon and as well as sun sign. Yes. I've been watching my rising and my moon too. And oh my God, it's like, it's like getting, it's like finding out there's more books in my favorite series. Yes. Oh, great analogy. That's so (laughs) it. Yeah. So it. Yeah. Sometimes you'll watch your sun sign. You'll be like, yeah, there was some stuff in there. That was me. But mm-hmm. then it's like, but it didn't touch on this part and this mm-hmm. thing. Then you go watch the others and you're like, whoa. What's your rising cookie? Scorpio. And my moon is Pisces. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. I'm Isn't having that a moment. Wild? Isn't that wild? So, so listeners, I, my sun sign is Pisces. My rising is Scorpio mm-hmm. and cookies my sun sign is scorpio and my moon is pisces and my rising is gemini oh that's funny because my moon is libra so we're two two waters and an air wow gemini and libra are really are similar in that they both have like duality yeah in in there which also makes sense why we get along so Mm -hmm. well but that's Funny, that's your rising mm-hmm. and it's my moon that's mm. libra but wow really similar mm. you know what your venus is i mean i could open up co-star right now <laughs> let's do it why not let's do it we're this is good this is a fun one i love this okay co-star here we go chart 
fetching NASA data, plotting stars right now. What is, what is your Venus? My Venus is Aquarius. My Venus is in Scorpio. I have a bunch of planets in Scorpio. So I'm Gemini rising and then Scorpio sun, Scorpio, Venus, Scorpio, Pluto, Scorpio, (gasps) Mercury. Okay. Pluto Scorpio for me as well. Cause it is for most people in our generation. Um, Oh, interesting. That's like a, that's a planet that doesn't move much. So most people are Scorpio who are our age. I mean, everyone, everyone, what am I talking about? Most people. Yeah. But then your Mercury, that's funny. My Mercury is Pisces. Wow. So funny. So you're heavy on the Pisces and I'm heavy on the Scorpio. Yeah. And then I have Capricorn and Neptune. I don't really know what that is. My Mars is in Aquarius or my Aquarius is in Mars. Which way is it? Your Mars is in Aquarius. Okay. And then I'm Pisces, Jupiter and Pisces moon. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like Jupiter is in Pisces right now, or it was it in Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. It is for a lot of this year, actually, mm-hmm. um, which is really exciting. It is exciting. Isn't that like your, your really good year, like your bonus that year? That means it's going to be a really good year for, Give it's supposed to be a luck. good year for me. Yeah. And How's I'm it like, going so far? I mean, so far I just got on the best podcast in the world um <laughs> so so far I'm so far really so good crushing it yeah <laughs> i mean a bucket bucket list you know check this right off because i could go the rest of the year not accomplishing anything and be like well i was on find your magic and we found it and we found a big we found time. the shit out of our magic you guys <laughs> all right everybody go check out cookies stuff it's darkeology tarot you can also check out her acting stuff she's like a genius comedian with all kinds of hilarious impressions Impressions. on her instagram is it desi domo or desiree domo i don't desi domo d-e-s-i-d-o-m-o it's real easy to remember thank you cook i love you to the ends of the galaxy, you are the most incredible human. That's what you are, though. So <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Saying that with love is so funny. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> <laughs> to like a compliment. I love that, but it is true. I know you are all those things, but what am I? Don't answer that question because you're just going to make it about me. Because we are all one. Beautiful we are all ball of fucking light and love and shit. It's all, it's all good. All I good love things. you so, so, so much. I love you too. I love you guys too, magic makers. I didn't forget you were out there listening to this. I mean, I kind of did for a second because I get enthralled by my conversations with Cookie, but I am so grateful for you. I am sending you so much gratitude. I am sending you so much love. I am your friend. I I feel intuitively like if you are listening to this, you might be craving friendship in your life or deeper friendships in your life. Please know that I am your friend. I hope that you listen to this and, and feel like you've got some, some buddies in the room with you and, um, you know, 
the internet is an amazing magical place where you can actually reach out to us. And, you know, I'm looking for friends. I'm on the prowl. So, you know, if you think we'd be good friends, reach out. Yeah. Anyone reaching out, it might be the best decision you ever make. Yeah. Just say that. I mean, she's the best friend in the world. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For real. I'm going to stop recording. I love everybody. Please go out there, find some magic. You are enough. Make some friends and take good care. Hey, Magic Maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.